0: Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show.
1: I can feel it all the way down in my plums.
0: Ross and I have... Plenty to talk about today. Things we can feel in our plums. This is a micro episode. Ross is not here in person, but Ross is on the phone.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the wife uh, has has to sleep a lot during the day. Kids, these these moments where the daughter goes to sleep and Eli is, I think I'm making him shower. the first time in like three weeks he's showered because, you know, he's a nine-year-old boy.
0: He was yeah. right. He was right. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm at home right now uh, and trying to run through the process of mounting a television, which has been uh, taking more trips to uh, to the store than I was hoping for. So ma- is,
0: mount, mounting, you mean you're trying to get the wall mount mounted to the wall, or the TV to the mount? Got the.
1: So I've had a wall mount mounted many years, and I've had this real heavy, giant Pioneer TV hanging on that wall now every time I upgrade that TV and did so with the, um, our, our you know Tim Lohan from Nebraska Furniture Mart yep. I got and, and got a new TV from Tim at Nebraska Furniture Mart. It's awesome. I love it and uh, the mount that I have on the wall does not quite fit the TV that I have and I'm not I'm not far from it. I just got a few more that I'm going to have to get to, to make it work but I'm
0: going to make it work. All right, well, you're a resourceful guy. You, you, I'm sure you can, can make it work. So you and I, um, this is basically I, and I did want to, to, to get a quick update on your on your your documentary selections uh, that you've been giving out because I know you're on day like six, seven, eight so you can obviously give out if you got something you need to tell our audience about, feel free to do so. But we both uh, stumbled upon, as did most of America the most recent documentary from Netflix called Tiger King. And I don't know if you're like me, Ross, but a lot of times when you see things on Netflix, I mean, just like physically, like in their queue, um, they don't look all that appealing. And this one applied to me when I saw Tiger King, kind of the, the, the main picture that they post on Netflix, I immediately thought, what the hell is this? And that's probably appropriate for what we both watched.
1: Dude, what the hell is this is the every episode of that. And I think it's either six or seven episodes. I think it's seven full episodes of the trailer. Each one of them is a what the hell did I just watch type of thing. They each in their own right could stand on their own as a, as a crazy story. Um, and, you know, I like more than further removed I am from watching this. Like, I've, and I've, I've researched it. It's all real. It's all legit. It's very easy to convince yourself watching the Senate at that fake, these people are just put on an act because it's almost hard to believe that people really behave in such a way. But I do think there are some really cool conversations to come from this documentary. One of them is how wild it is that these things exist, where people, people in America have swaths of land where they hold captive. 200
0: of the rarest big cats on the planet. We're talking mostly tigers, but lions, some lions too, tigers, uh, chimps, uh, leopards, leopards.
1: clouded, clouded leopards, like some of the rarest, some of the rarest cats on the planet are included in this also.
0: So this is obviously, this, this is a spoiler episode. So if you haven't seen this, obviously, and we don't want to tell you anything, then stop listening. Uh, this is for people that have kind of uh, seen this with us to digest what we've just watched and break up the monotony of COVID-19. So that's what we're doing with this. But one of the things that jumped out at me was something that they talked about at the end of the episode, which was there are more tigers um, held by Americans than there are in the wild in the world. There's only 4,000 tigers apparently left in the wild and Americans own more than that. Isn't that crazy, <laughs> isn't that crazy? I mean, so I immediately start thinking, like, who do I know that owns a tiger? And I don't, I don't think I know anybody. But uh, and I also, right, I don't. So in your research, let me ask you this question: In your research, because you looked into this a little bit, is it illegal in Iowa to own one?
1: Yes. Uh, now I, I, I should I didn't look that up, but Mark, I when I was a kid. Um, there was a story about a guy on the east side, north of university, I'd say around 40th street, um, which is kind of an odd area there. When you, a lot of people, if you think about getting off on the, driving past the fairgrounds over towards the east side, north of university, there's just kind of a weird area. I wouldn't say it's sketchy, it's just different, yep. very different. Yep. Uh, there was there was there was always rumors of a guy in that area who had either a tiger or a lion. I think it was a tiger.
0: Maybe m- maybe a liger, but it was something and like maybe
1: that. Maybe a liger, which I did not know was a real thing, and like jumped off the couch when he heard it was a real thing and not just an inflated dynamite yep. Creation. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I I will look into that more. I don't know whether or not it's illegal. I I didn't look it. I really was just trying to verify the story because I was convinced at one point that this was all fake. That they they shot some of this at a zoo. These people were just they were too. It was too characteristic. Is that the right word? It was too much of a character.
0: Well, the reason
1: the reason you start people. to
0: go down that road is is this real or is this fake? Is because okay, if you're gonna pitch a documentary to netflix they're gonna they're gonna start asking questions okay is there a hero is there a villain are there crazy characters are there weird turns of events are there shocking moments do you have footage of all of this stuff and the answer to all those questions is yes
1: Every one of those, the answer to the Tiger King is yes. Every one of those
0: questions. Like we, we yeah, yeah we've, we've, wrong. we've got it all. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, um, Wild. give people the, I'll let you do it because you, you saw before I did, you were, you were early on the Tiger King train. Uh, for those that haven't watched and don't care that we're spoiling it here. Give, give the premise of what this thing's about.
1: Oh boy. Uh, again, yeah, good
0: good luck. I, I'm, good luck this, with that.
1: Yeah, this is going going to sound like I'm going to wander. I didn't know you were going to do this. Today. I like this challenge because each of these episodes is so different. There are so many different storylines that to take you down. But everybody that has seen this, is, again, I think by now we've made this clear. If you haven't seen it, go see it because we've we've probably set the hook right now. So from this point on, it's for people that have seen this documentary. Um. If I, if I had to put all of what we all saw into a bumper sticker, Mark, I think I would say Tiger King is about a subculture that exists that has of, of really like-minded people who think that they're, think that they're not alike. Ah, uh, this is more of an elevator pitch than a bumper sticker, I guess.
0: That's a long uh, bumper sticker, man.
1: Uh, right, right. Like like-minded people who don't don't want to believe they are alike. Um, man, a, a story of betrayal and murder,
0: revenge, and hatred,
1: revenge. Dude, I mean, you throw it out there. Exotic ideas and, and, behavior and, uh,
0: stupidity definitely I mean, like, fits the bill.
1: Dude, the, 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 the wedding with the three guys alone, <laughs> that like, there are so many little moments in my mind. That if I just said to you, Oh yeah, they show, they, they have footage of the girl, get your armpit off. What? Oh yeah. That's like, episode two, I think. Yeah. Dude, there's an episode of three guys getting married. What? Yeah. And then it turns out two of them aren't even gay. Huh?
0: Yeah. yeah. One of them has a kid. Yeah, there's a nice little kicker. There's an added bonus that uh, Ames, Iowa plays a role in this.
1: And it turns out, Mark, you have, like, a connection to this because your wife sent me a message about this.
0: Yeah, there's a girl in the documentary that's involved in this world of uh, animals and tigers and stuff, and she was in my wife's class in high school. So I believe she's currently now residing in Ames again. Uh, At least the documentary made it look that way. Um, So I was thinking, man... This is this thing is literally one of the most popular things in the country right now. I don't know if it's number one on, I will, uh, on on Netflix, but it's certainly up there. I'm like, man, she'd be kind of fun for Ross and I to have on for a show here in the future.
1: I will bet you, Mark. I mean, uh, you know, you. If there were a way to invest in this, I would do it. There will be a documentary or docu series about both of the individuals that. Aren't really the focus of this documentary. One being the guy that Amy works for, who calls himself whatever it is,
0: beauregard or I mean, yeah, Bob. Like, but Bob and uh, I don't know. Yeah, he was kind of, kind of He, th- he yeah. thinks of himself as almost like a deity. Yes, yeah, that
1: douche. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do a documentary on him and the gal that fed her husband to the lions. Which it, I mean, like we've talked about this for a long time and I don't even think we've actually said those words yet. That's something that may have happened where a lady fed her hands to lions and nobody really knows, you know, because...
0: So, there, yeah, there's so, there's so many characters involved in this. I think it might be eight parts. Not that that matters because you'll be engrossed and you'll go right to the next one anyway, but... Um, yeah,
1: you'll roll through these. I mean, we've been them all, yes. Yeah, uh, seven, seven or
0: seven, seven or eight seven. episodes, but... Um, the I, I would say the main character is a he calls himself a zoo keeper kind of like a janky zoo if you're asking me but it's in Oklahoma and he goes by the name Joe Exotic <laughs> and he is he is a uh, t- to accurately describe him he is a flamboyant homosexual gun toting Governor running. Uh, what am I missing? Um,
1: presidential presidential candidate.
0: Presidential candidate. Zoo zookeeper. Um,
1: Misogynist.
0: He's just. He's just. He's well. One of the reasons the documentary works is he's a fascinating character.
1: Beyond fascinating, man. Like this guy. All of them, Mark, that's why I said, like, when you asked me to give the, the, you know, the synapses of it, one of the things I took away from it was how similar all those people really were at the core, how much they were all alike. And they hate, what I really do think happened there was they hated that idea that there were other people out there like
0: them. Yeah.
1: They hated the idea that there were other people. They wanted to be different. They all wanted to be very special, not, not special like all of us want to be. Everybody wants to stand out. Everybody wants to be, um, you know, something separate from the crowd. Th- this is like an overt attempt at that, that I'm going to be the exotic one in the group. And then when somebody shows up and they might even try to compete for that, for that crown, I'm going to destroy them. And, uh, that it was, it, it was a, it was such a cool, Thing to me because it had all of these different turns, and I noticed pretty early on, and I can not now I miss now I'm gonna forget his name. I noticed pretty early on that they weren't talking to the, one of the husbands, um, and I even kind of said that to to my son as we were watching it because again I know this is not so smart to the as of a nine year old, but you know father yeah, over
0: <laughs> yeah totally.
1: Um, but uh, I, I even said to him like, dude, that that's not this, this isn't good. That guy that guy ain't around no more. And uh, when they got to the end there, I think whatever episode that was among the late ones where uh, he commits suicide, um, that again, like another turn in this story that is just like, if you, it, you could not make this a movie, you couldn't make this a two hour movie and come close to telling all of the stories that you would need to tell the way that this docuseries is able to do it. Like it's, it, and I, and I even felt like this is something that you could do. You know, there could be a Making a Murderer type spinoff where you follow that Lion yeah. King, Joe Exotic, around and his court battles that he's doing. And it sounds like now he's going to pull the pull the curtain back on all sorts of stuff. Um, the, uh, the the guy who thinks he's a god, uh, He that's a docuseries all on its own. The lady who fed her husband to the lions and the
0: you, need, husband, you, you uh, need to, you need to say it. allegedly there; you might get sued. So, just you know. Oh, throw, that's throw a warning. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah, yeah She allegedly fed her husband to the lions. I should say that. Yeah, he might have flown to Belize, right? So that's what she, her thing is that her here, thing is that like so he's so picked sp- up and flew to Belize. I got, I was, got hey, a specific question,
0: specific question for okay. you on on that angle. Okay. So, well, two questions. One, did you find yourself being uh, team Joe Exotic, or Team Carol Baskin as you were watching this. These are the two adversaries.
1: Right. Yeah, but Mark, neither, okay? And this is, I think, again, this is like one of those false choices, man. This is the conversation I had with my son while we were watching this because he said the same thing to me. He's like, Dad, I'm out of the heart. Who is the good guy and who is the bad guy? And we're all the good guy and we're all the bad guy everybody's the good guy in their own story and everybody's the bad guy in everybody else's story. And this is the, this I I just thought it was such a cool look at life in such an exotic way. I don't know that I'm on either one of their teams. I think that, I think that what we got to see when we watched the lion King or the tiger King was a human dispute play out in really spiteful ways. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any. I didn't see good guys. I didn't see bad guys. The only person in that entire documentary that I associated with, or was rooting for, or felt for in any way, was the guy that was, and, and, and only in a very small way, was the guy that was the uh, producer of the um, reality show,
0: trying to make a reality show a out of it.
1: Yeah, the guy that, that lost all of his film that he had that he. And then was accused of lighting fire, which I, when you get all the way down with it, there's no doubt in my mind that Joe, Joe Exotic lit that building on fire.
0: Yeah. It, well, my takeaway was, you know, God bless the police, but it seems like in a lot of cases they don't do great work because there were several things that happened in this where no one's convicted of anything. Uh, and it's like, man, it must be pre- easier than I think it is to get away with a crime because there were a few committed well, in this Mark- thing.
1: Alright, and I, I'm I am very much a police apologist when it comes to this stuff. But I think that there's some pretty easy answers as to why that is. I mean, it seems that seems um, like you don't have a really motivated victim. Okay? Yep. The the guy who the guy who is the apparent victim in this Joe Exotic is not beating down your door saying, Find the mf'er who did this to me. Yep. Okay. Um, you also, you don't have it. There's not a lot of evidence because of all the obvious reasons that the enemy had to cover it up and, 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 and there's no financial gain for him. He obviously did it just for spite and he did it because of whatever he didn't, he didn't, you know. So I think that when you're a cop, like everybody else, you're looking at it and going, well, crap. Uh, And and by the way, cops have to work with district attorneys and judges. And not judges but district attorneys when they're going to prosecute them. Yep. And if they if they're gonna go prosecute somebody and they show up and they say, Hey man, we all think that doing exotic did this. That prosecutor, if they're worth their salt, is gonna go, you think what?
0: Yeah. Where's your where's your evidence?
1: Right, right. It I don't care what you think. You have you gotta to come to me with the stuff. And if you don't come to me with the stuff, get out of here.
0: Yeah, 100%. So let me ask you a specific question again. If you've listened this far, then you already know we're spoiling things for you. But here was one specific question, and I, the reason I ask it, I didn't go back and re-watch it. I thought, did I miss something or not? And wondered if you picked up on this. When um, uh, Carol Baskin's husband disappears, you're alluding to the fact he got fed to tigers, but one of the stories is that uh, he flew to Belize or made people believe that he was going to fly to Belize. And in the documentary, they find his van uh, at the local airport, and he was known to own airplanes. And they, the wife, Carol Baskin, alluded to the fact that right after he got his pilot's license, he lost it, so every flight he ever took was technically illegal because he wasn't filing flight plans for those, meaning I'm going to take off from here, I'm going to land from there. So he was kind of flying under the radar, so to speak. So my question was, though, his van was found at the the small airport where allegedly he would have been keeping a plane and you're not just allowed to park planes at airports and just leave them and no one knows they're there i mean you'd have to register a plane at the airport etc did it say in the documentary that his plane was there or was his plane gone i feel like they didn't talk about it and obviously if he allegedly fled somewhere that means somebody if it wasn't him would have had to have gotten into the plane and taken the plane somewhere but was the plane there or not or did they not even talk about that
1: Boy, Mark, that's good. Uh, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember if they did or didn't. Uh, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm like fifty-fifty on it. I, I feel like they didn't, but at the same time, I'm. I'm there's a picture in my brain of uh, of them showing a plane. No, I don't think they did talk about where that plane was. Wouldn't that when that did, strike you as
0: odd if they're saying this guy flew somewhere and they're like, yeah, it's, he took his plane, his his plane was gone. Versus like, yeah, no, the right, plane right. the plane's sitting here on the ground. <laughs> Clearly, he didn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah, and he and, and yeah, you're right about all the other stuff you said too about the red string plane and keeping it in the airport. Like that's not that's not something that you know you don't how you can't park a car at McDonald's. Twenty-four hours without somebody <laughs> asking questions,
0: checking it nah, out. You know what, I
1: mean? what is this? Yeah, yeah. it's not like it's not like dudes are rolling up with airplanes. I'll it's just like, park hey, my man, plane here.
0: Hope, the, hope no one notices it's in this
1: hangar. Yeah, it's in this hangar, and we, you guys are good with that. Like, it's small. Yeah,
0: I found I found that as a loophole. It's not one that you know. It's, the whole documentary is not f- focused on that particular piece, but that was one of the takeaways right. that I had. So, That's a uh, really good one. Though, so yeah. the the funny thing too. And this is a micro episode. So we're going to wrap this up here quickly, but, um, I told my wife because a lot of the, what's considered, I guess, a downside or a negative in, in all of this is the, the care of the tigers and the tigers themselves. And one of the things that these people make their money off of, uh, through the zoo is called uh, cub petting, which is a young tiger is a cub and you can pet them. Like you can just a house cat, you can hold them and rub their bellies and all of that and I guess you pay for the opportunity to do that so I watched this whole documentary and then I'm talking to my wife about it and I said yeah I would absolutely do that so I guess that makes me a bad guy like you bring over a baby tiger and say it's 20 bucks to hold the tiger and to pet it I'm, I'm paying my 20 bucks so am I part of the problem Ross would you pet a tiger
1: you mean yes and yes <laughs> there, pa- there you go are we are we part of the problem? Yeah, yeah, right. But if we, but yeah, it would also pet that tiger. If um, if you showed up with a baby tiger, oh man, that'd be awesome. Are you kidding me to roll around with that thing and play with it? And then if you even said to me, Ross, I'm going to raise this thing in my backyard. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. I get to watch this tiger grow. I get to go over and, and play with it from time to time, and maybe. That would be incredible. I'd
0: absolutely love that. There was, there was the but whole, you- the whole time I'm watching this, and the, I guess the proof, um, you shouldn't even need any proof that tigers are dangerous, is uh, someone literally gets their arm chewed off in this thing. So yeah. if you had a pet tiger, I don't know that you would ever 100% feel comfortable around your tiger.
1: No, dude, I don't feel. I'm. I'm one of those guys, I love dogs. I don't feel comfortable around a stranger's pit bull. Yeah. I get nervous when a stranger. When I go to somebody's house and they have a pit bull and I don't know that dog, or if I'm outside doing yard work and a pit bull comes walking by, I, I get nervous about dogs I don't know. You yeah. know how nervous I'd be around that tiger that we were talking about that would be in your backyard. Oh yeah, my God. yeah,
0: and, and I
1: think that'd be. I, I, I do think that would be part of the fun.
0: I think of this every time I see a tiger, by the way, as someone that... Do you have cats, by the way? Are you a cat guy?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: I have a cat. Yeah, my wife and I were just... All right, so so you're a a cat guy. I owned a cat cat for many, many, many years. When you watch tigers, the reality is they're just cats. Like, they are. Which is kind of funny when you think about it, because we view them differently. They're just cats, dude. They lick their paws. They do the same stuff that cats do. They're just huge
1: that's so funny that you and i i completely agree with you but i look at it the other way i see it as yeah they're just they're just cat they're just like my cat but i don't see it as that makes them less harmful i see it as if my cat were big enough it would eat me
0: <laughs> yeah it's choosing he not to because it doesn't think he can handle it
1: he likes me and he would eat me if he were Twenty pounds bigger. He'd try to attack <laughs> one of the members of the family. No doubt in my mind, he would. He would take down the baby. He would attack the wife. No doubt in my mind, if that, that cat had a little bit more size to him, she
0: So you better keep bringing your cat food in a bowl, so it doesn't have to go that go that way. Oh man, I'm I'm a tiger fan. I admit it. I like tigers. I feel like I'm in the mood to go pet a tiger. I need to go find one. Um, I don't. I was going to ask if we have tigers at the zoo. We do. We do have tigers down at Blank Park Zoo, right?
1: Yes, tigers and lions.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. So, all right, we went over our twenty minutes. We apologize for that. Uh, the the documentary, hey, by the way, is. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, this was fun. I really enjoyed it. It's always fun to geek out about this stuff.
0: These microbursts. Do you have a idea other than Tiger King? What's your What's your recommendation for a documentary today? I know you've been doing them all week.
1: Oh boy, what are we going to recommend today? Um, how about betting on zero, Mark? Have you ever seen that
0: one? I have. That's the Herbal Life story. Um, that is uh, uh, drawn a blank is his first name, last name's Ackman, Wall Street yep, yep. Um, tycoon who shorts Herbal Life, bets against Herbalife, thinks it's a pyramid scam company. Um, fascinating stuff. Good documentary
1: and it's uh, they, they go through a few others also but they they kind of highlight some of the people that are the good i would say the good fighting for the good on wall street when they recognize that a company is full of uh, malarkey they go out and make it very public and say we are betting that this company is going to have a stock price of 0 dollars one day and when it does that's when we're going to sell all of our
0: yeah and make a ton of money
1: that's right. It's, in, you know, it's just, an, and, and I, you know, it shows you, teaches you a lot about how markets work, teaches you a lot about how there are, like, like this last couple of weeks has been a great example of it, Mark, from people, I was just on the phone today with a guy and he was like, man, everybody in the world has lost a lot of money. And I said, well, it's just not the case. It's just not the case. There's not less money in the world right now than there was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, People got this money. When the stock market crashes, and you lose money, that, that real money goes into somebody else's account.
0: Mm -hmm. That's betting the other way.
1: And it's exactly right. Exactly. It's somebody that's betted the other way and, or so, yeah, whatever that was. And, um, it's, that betting on zero is a really fun one about how the markets work why they work the way they are, and who's looking out for the good the, an, the little people. It's another
0: rivalry story, too. Uh, Carl Eichen, I think's the guy's name on the other side that's taking Herbalife in, in the other direction. So it's uh, I think it's uh, Bill Ackman versus Carl Eichen, too.
1: I, I, Bill Ackman sounds right. It's it's a good one, and that's just a fun one to, to watch, and there's a couple of different people that kind of are the heroes of that story. I like it.
0: I'm still eagerly awaiting you to watch Holy Rollers and give me your opinion Damn on it, that one. Know
1: what, Mark? Okay, not zero. I need to try to get to that one. I'm going to try to do that one tonight.
0: That one is on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime. Holy Rollers is there. So, yeah, yeah I'd love to know your take on that. So, uh, so, betting on Zero or Holy Rollers or Tiger King. We're all going to get through this together, just as a reminder. Uh, but okay. documentaries certainly help. Thanks, Ross, for joining me today from your house. Hopefully you're doing well, and hopefully we'll see you in person soon. all right later all right everybody that's it uh thanks for listening and we will i don't know if we're going to be back with a full episode this week or not uh but hopefully enjoyed this uh micro episode enjoy tiger king on netflix uh definitely a good watch uh probably not great to watch with young children there's some language in there etc uh but uh hopefully you did enjoy this and we will be back with you as soon as we can thanks bye Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week.